Oh, I see. I see the problem here. Okay. All right. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. This guy, this segment measures the wrong thing. All right. So it starts at, it starts at 0.8 and it finishes at 1.2. Hello, and welcome to The Final Turn, an upbeat podcast about all things running. I am Keith, a 40-year-old, usually serious recreational runner, currently mired in a two and a half week battle against running doldrums. But my mileage and quality have been up the last few days, so I think I am fighting out of it. My co-host is Sean. How's the hip, Sean? Well, I'm curious to uh, understand what you've been doing to kind of get yourself out of your rut. We haven't talked about it too much. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had run exactly five miles, or sorry, 5K for, I don't know, like two and a half weeks there. And I was just maintaining my run streak. And I don't know, I was like having problems motivating to get to get going. But I don't know, I, I started extending a little bit last week and I ran a half marathon on Sunday. And yesterday I went to the track and did 20 by 200 meters, which was not fun. So uh, fun, funny story. Uh, when you told me you're going to the track, I went to walk my dog and I went to Kizar. So I was going to come say hi. But you can't bring dogs into the track, which oh. of course you can't, I guess. But uh, I saw you doing some laps. I was like, "Wait, what is he doing?" I was, it was unclear. So no, then I saw you doing two hundreds. So oh, that would have been that would have been yeah, it would have been cool to see you there. That's too bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, my hips. You know, I I took the first week of January off for like the a few days after that, and I've realized I didn't do enough of like taking time off and like stretching and actually taking time off my legs. Cause my hip actually just feels the same. It's fine, but it still bothers me. Uh, so I did yoga this morning and I ran like a small, uh, I ran like 30 minutes this afternoon and feeling okay, but I need to do more of that. Like yoga. What is your go forward plan here for the next say two weeks? I don't know. I haven't thought about it too much. Probably just run more. <laughs> Probably just blindly I'm, run. Yeah. I need to start what I've been, what I used to do um, at the big, all of last year was every day was pretty much kind of like planned out of what my workout was going to be, kind of the difference between running and strength and yoga and stretching. And I haven't done it this much in January because I just wanted something that's a bit more relaxing, but I need to kind of get back in that regimen a bit and actually put down on a spreadsheet or a piece of paper. Uh, so I'll know more today or tomorrow when I, when I put my head down. Okay. Yeah, I mean, be careful is my yeah, short advice there. So let's see. So today uh, we're going to continue our series of close examinations of common running workouts. On today's episode in particular, we're going to cover hill repeats, which is another brutal workout that inspires feelings of love and hate, depending on whether you just started or just finished the workout. But before we dive in, just a couple of the usual podcast house, housekeeping notes. Um, we'd really appreciate a rating and a review for us on whatever app you use to listen to the show. You can also send us feedback on Twitter or by email at thefinalturnpod and thefinalturnpod at gmail.com. We're on the web at thefinalturn.com and we have some blog posts that are sort of companion pieces to a lot of our podcasts here. So We're everywhere. Right. We're everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want the final turn in your life, there's lots of ways to find us. So, well, okay. All right. Did you run today? Yeah, I ran 30 minutes. I wasn't planning on it, but just needed a mental break and needed to get out of the house and just did a simple, easy, try to just find a random way, random route throughout the park, but nothing, nothing crazy special, but I got out there. Did you? I did. Yeah, I ran 
eight miles today. It's day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Day 217 of my run streak. And I was trying new shoes today, which is always fun. I was, what did you get? The Asics gel Nimbus light two. So they're similar to the gel Nimbus, which I've never worn. So I don't even know what that means, (laughs) but they're lighter uh, version. They're, they're lighter. Yeah. They're a little bit more expensive and a little bit lighter and probably don't last as long, (laughs) but uh, yeah, they felt good. They have a really nice big toe box. I liked them. We should do an episode. Yeah, we need to do something about shoes because like Asics shoes, I I was always in love with them because of the the larger toe box that have a wider foot. And for the longest time, Nikes were terrible because of the toe box was so narrow. And then same with Adidas, but they've kind of shifted a little bit over the years. But I wore Asics for six years straight. I was a big DS trainer person. And I think I owned every DS trainer from DS trainer five to like 15 or something. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, when I went to college, my mom threw them all away. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I was my... really upset because it was a collection. Like it was a shoe, it was my shoe collection. Yeah. I mean, I really agonize every time I throw away a pair of shoes. It feels like I'm getting rid of, you know, a piece of me. But yep. yeah, my sister runs in the Kayanos and she's had. Those things are so heavy. Yeah. I've tried to talk her into trying other things but you know how runners are um so like when yeah, you're doing I, when you're doing hill repeats like the what we're talking about today you can't wear heavy shoes that just makes it that much worse right yeah i don't know if she has a graveyard of those or not i'll have, I'll have to ask her um so all right hill repeats i like last week when we talked about mile repeats i have not had much experience with hill repeats i've had some and, and i'll talk about it but can you explain to us what hill repeats are yeah, so very similar to my, to mile repeats, the the workouts in the name. The idea here is you run a what either one hill or maybe a series of hills uh, on a repeat basis. So typically you will run up a hill and then you'll jog down or walk down that hill as your recovery stop and then go back up. But there are, there are just like mile repeats, there are a lot of different variations of those types of hill repeats based on what you're trying to train for. Really, because if you're thinking about your training for speed, when we did, when I was in track in high school, we did several short sprint versions of hill repeats, but in cross country and when I was doing marathon training, they were much longer and lengthier. And then when you're thinking about like trail races, which can be anywhere from, you know, five miles to 20 miles, trail races are typically much more hilly than a track race, obviously, or a, you know, road, a road race. So you have to really think about being able to climb for a long period of time. But really the premise is how can I just really put an elevation into my workout? Uh, because depending on where you live, you know, in the United States, around the world, a lot like where I grew up was very flat uh, in, in the Midwest and coming up to San Francisco and California, it's very hilly. So there are two, we're lucky where we always have elevation in our runs, regardless pretty much of where we go. I think we are, but other places you typically don't get hills or a lot of elevation in your runs. And I know we talked about this with, with your sister, And you need to kind of incorporate that because when you go into a 5K, when you go into a marathon, that there is some level of a hill, you want to be able to be prepared for that. Um, So what benefits do you get? I don't even know if you know the answer to this question, but what benefits do you get? uh, Let's say you sprint up a hill for 40 seconds and do a bunch of repeats of those. And yesterday when I went to the track, I was doing uh, 200 meter intervals followed by 200 meter rests and... Uh, the 200 meter intervals I was doing at 38 seconds each. So is there some benefit that you get 
doing hills versus just going, you know, in a straight line on a track? And do you have any idea what that is? I think there's there's two benefits. One is mental first is if you are in the middle of a race and all of a sudden you see some hill coming up, typically you will slow down because mentally you're scared of it because you're not prepared for that. And that hill might be a hundred meters and might be 200 meters, might be two miles long. You don't know, but mentally, if you didn't, if you haven't really prepared yourself by doing some type of hill, hill workouts in your training, it mentally just blocks you. And one of the biggest challenges that people face is they can get to the top of the hill, but then they stop or they slow down very they slow down, which makes you're supposed to run through the hill. So it's really hard where I think that mental piece is I finally got to the top of the hill, I'm going to slow down. The second piece is if you think physically of running in a straight line or flat, sure, you're building up lactic acid, your quads become tighter over time, your hamstrings become tight, especially when you're doing like something like 200 meter repeat. But the when you think about going uphill, you're putting a lot more work and a lot more stress on your quads, um, as well as your hamstrings and your calves. And when you actually are in, in at race time, your body is adjust is able to adjust to that. And when you think about a marathon, when you're at mile 15 or mile 18, your legs are already really tired. So the uh, the act of doing hill repeats as your legs are tired kind of prepares you for that. Versus like, oh, I just need to I run see. straight. So those are the the two big pieces that for me. I, yeah, I don't know like the science behind it, but the mental piece has always been, especially in co- in high school, where you go to a new cross country route. And there's unknown hills and you come up to a hill. You're like, oh, I've done like hill repeats before. Like, this is nothing. Like, I can I can take this. And hills are a really, really good way in a race to just pass someone. Yeah. Uh, word of advice. Yeah. I mean, I found, I mean, this is completely anecdotal, but my experience over the last two or three years in particular has been, I used to really dread hills and mm-hmm. I would try to plan my routes so that, I, you know, I avoided the hills of San Francisco and, you know, for one, that's a little bit tricky. Two, I was really limiting sort of what parts of the city I could cover. And a couple of years ago, I decided, you know what, I'm going to just start doing hills. And at first, I made a deal with myself, which was, okay, I'm going to incorporate hills into my route planning, but I'm going to just slow way down on them. I'm not going to worry about times or, or pace on them at all. And... Over time, my body has become, actually, who even knows? You know, some of it is my body, but a lot of it is probably mental. I don't dread hills anymore. I almost look forward to them. I, I love running downhill. And the uphill, if you just, you know, you shorten your stride a little bit and you lean into it. And, you know, especially if it's a hill you've done before that you you sort of know the contours of it. Mm-hmm. It, it can just be, you know, what's coming and you plow through it. And, you know, the other side is, is, is kind of fun. And so, yeah, like just that exercise of forcing yourself to do them, even though they're intimidating. And of course, they're a little bit uncomfortable. But yeah, the, yeah, getting the routine down of, of, yeah, going through that mental exercise of like, oh no, here comes the hill. All right, here we go. Oh, but now I've done it. It's you get you develop some <laughs> brain memory or muscle memory that that makes that a little bit easier. Why do you like running downhill? So that's been always my biggest problem of, especially in high school when I was doing uh, cross country, I could kill people up a hill or, or do you know beat people up a hill. But yeah. then going downhill, I hated going downhill. So people would always pass me in every hill workout. We used to do hill workouts up to Coit Tower. 
for in San Francisco, Koi Tower is like one of the, it's not the highest point of San Francisco, but there it's a very long hill to get up there. It's 800 meters maybe. And it's, it's a decent grade. And I would get up there and I'd beat a bunch of people or whatever. Then on the downhill, I would die. I'd go so slow because I just can't go downhill fast. And everyone would just passed me consistently. And every race, it happens all the time. Yeah. I, I don't I know mean, why. I'm not sure if you should listen to my advice here. So I was training for the California International Marathon, which was in December of 2019. And the week before that race... I was running downhill in my new Vaporfly shoes. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I had an awesome time. I killed it. It's it's two miles downhill. And he, unfortunately, yeah, my, my muscles. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's because during that phase of my training, I hadn't done much hill work. And so, you know, now suddenly my body is getting this new stimulus right when my body is at its sort of you know, you know, when you're right before a marathon, you're, you're trained up, but you know, you're also right close to that injury line. And yeah, I ended up uh, suffering a ham- hamstring injury because I think your hamstrings do a lot of work to arrest your speed when you're, when you're going downhill. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure you want to, you know, turn downhill running into, into a thing, but that's actually a question I have for you, um, with, uh, as it pertains to hill repeats. So I think the the classic thing is, you know, you you sprint up the hill or you go as, as hard as you can up the hill and then you take it easy coming back down the hill uh, in between the repeats. Do you do you jog those or do you walk or what do you do? Typically, I'll jog down them um, because when you walk, your legs get tight pretty quickly and they get cold and they get tight. So when you get down to the bottom of the hill, typically what you want to do is you want to get to the bottom of the hill, then just turn around and go. There's yeah. not really a break in between them. And if you just walk down that hill, then your legs just get really tight. It's kind of a shock. So I've done this where your legs just get really tight, your quads get really tight, and it actually makes it really hard to get through that the next hill repeat. So it's nice to keep your legs warm. There are cases where definitely depending on the type of hill, like it's really hard to run down it and it's probably more advantageous to be safe and just walk down it. Right. Um, there's a couple of like, you know, hills in San Francisco where it stairs on the way down and the way up, way up and down. So you run in the street and then you hit the stairs and just kind of trot down the stairs. Right. So I mean, you know, just thinking about the physics of this, when you when you run downhill, there's more vertical drop on every step than there are than than there is when you're running on flats. And because acceleration is exponential, uh, you know, if you if you drop an extra if you drop twice as far, the force is four times or the impact on your on your joints is four times as much. And so yeah, it's it's tricky because if you if you walk or if you if you take it really easy on the downhill, it's it's yeah you're you're sort yeah. of starting the engine right up. Yeah, starting you, you if you go from like you know two thousand RPM straight to redlining on the on the way back up, it's it's sort of brutal. And so yeah, I've wondered what the sort of classic advice is there, and it sounds like it varies. Yeah, and we've I've we've done in like San Francisco, it's a you know grid system, so you go up the hill. And then you go cross, you jog across, then you jog down, jog, you kind of do the whole square and then you go back up. Uh, so it kind of all depends on, again, it's like the workout. So there's like a few different types, the types of hill workouts or different ways that you want to approach it, depending on what you're training for. Yeah. Like for speed, you really want to focus on like 30 second sprints. So anywhere from 50 to maybe 150 to 200 meter hills with like a five to 10% grade. So not 
not really that hilly and not really that long, but you want to focus on doing several of those with a short and really like put a hundred percent effort into every single one with a short rest. So that rest is typically just jog back down and then go back up. Not anything of like jog down, wait 30 seconds and go. So this like really helps you think about those. Most of the time when you're thinking about speed, you're doing a 5k, a 10k. And a lot of the times on the road, these hills are much shorter. So you really want to focus on how do you build that really quick turnover for a little bit of the lower grade, uh, lower grade hills. And it's really helpful there. But when you think about like endurance, so you're training for a marathon, a half marathon, typically you want to do the same amount as the speed. So you want to do anywhere between, I've done up to 15 hill repeats, but it's mentally brutal. So you want to stick around five to 10. I feel like that's a good, uh, good place. I wanted to talk about some of our workouts, but yeah, Yeah. go ahead. (laughs) So you want to stay around like five to 10. And for endurance, you want to think about like 30, uh, 60 seconds. So kind of double the time and increase the grade just a little bit. Like think about going to a, a maybe a, a more gradual hill or that hill typically is, will be longer. But really, this is just helping you think about these like longer runs where you're going to be on the road or kind of helps you also with trails and you're going up for a longer period of time. So your body and your legs are getting used to just being under that pressure or that discomfort for a longer period of time. Uh, and then when it comes to like hilly work, like if you want to really train for hills, because there's a lot of, um, races out there that are like really hill focused, maybe that aren't trail races. Um, you want to think about like 30 seconds. So half the time, a little bit of more grade. So more than the speed and still the same amount, uh, the same amount of repeats of so anywhere between five and 10, depending on how you feel the real, like, so not many of these are, are that different. It's kind of like the, the effort and the amount uh, that you do and for how long, but when, when we were training, when I was training for like double dips and some of these other trail runs, it's more about like a good grade. So like a 10% grade, but like for three to five minutes. So you're doing like three of these, like three to five of these repeats, but you're doing them for a longer period of time. This really helps with, it really helps with trail running. Um, yeah. Okay. So like I said, I don't have a ton of experience doing hill repeats and most of my workouts have been created by myself. The one I've done with the, with the run club a number of times is Strawberry Hill in Golden Gate Park. And it is 0.4 miles with 120 feet of elevation change. And so that's a 6, 6% grade. And I think the middle, the middle, maybe 10th of a mile. So it's 0.4 miles total. The middle 10th is sort of flat. So, you know, the, the average grade when you're actually going uphill is probably more like eight or 9%. But in any case, yeah, that one takes about five minutes per interval, four minutes per interval, depending on, on how hard you're going. And I think classically we do four or five or six of those. And that is a, that's a, that's a tough workout. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's long, like, like almost a half a mile each up is, yeah. is a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice workout to do at the club because, you know, there's dozens of other people there. So you, you see them every time you, you know, you go up or down. And so it's more social than you know, even a track workout can be, which is, which is kind of nice. But yeah, I feel like in the days after those workouts, Hills, well, okay. The day after everything's terrible, but (laughs) once my body recovers a little bit, um, yeah, the next, the next few times I have to deal with Hills feel materially easier. And that's, you know, it's not rocket science, but it's nice. (laughs) It does help. And it's, it's, it's a good mix of, when you also incorporate the hills into your just normal runs, as we talked about like a little bit earlier of when you started, I, I was very similar. When I came to San Francisco. I actually lived at the peak kind of every direction was up, 
was downhill. So whenever I ran, I had to climb back home and it's like walk back home from work, climb back from a run. It was terrible. And then I moved to a flatter part of the city and I only ran flats. And then now I'm like in this mid in between thing where I was like, I need flat. I need flat. I just want to do flat. But then I really very similar. Like we, you don't get to go out and explore different areas. You have the same routes all the time. And you know, now this one hill that goes up to uh, the Presidio, which is the one of the par- big parks here, uh, it's nothing. Like it used to be like, oh, daunting, like that one from up, whatever, half a, yeah, the, the block yeah. up. And now going like, up yeah, Abuelo or Masonic. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I did both. I did both uh, the other day. I, was, I did what I call between two gates. So there's mm, two gates bravo. to get to the park and I just like ran between them. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's interesting where when you do this shorter hill repeats, typically it's easier to get through them because mentally you're like, you see the finish line you know that this is only going to be 20 seconds. It's only going to be 30 seconds. The challenge with like the trail runs or like these, like the strawberry hill ones or the longer ones is three minutes of climbing up a hill is miserable. <laughs> like there's it no is. It. And like, it's harder to mentally push yourself through that uh, regardless of who you are. Uh, even if you've done it before, it's just that it's that slog. Yeah. Yeah. The nice thing about shorter intervals is, yeah, I mean, the first you know, five to 10 seconds are basically acceleration. <laughs> and then, you know, then then you're already sort of halfway done and, and you just got to sort of grit your teeth and, and hold on through the rest. But yeah, I, I mean, another workout I do is there's a house or there a house, there's a street near my house called Sanchez Street. And I run repeats on that when I'm practicing to do the Dipsy myself. We'll talk about the Dipsy on our trail running episode sometime yeah. in the future. But um yeah, that one is 300 feet over like half a mile. That's 0.45 miles or something. And it's a 13% grade. And yeah, I mean, it's it's good for, for the Dipsy because the Dipsy has this sort of like two and a half mile long uphill. And so, yeah, I'm trying to practice getting acclimated to long stretches of, of, serious, of serious uphill grade. But yeah, I mean, it's just really hard to keep my focus because you get sort of a third of the way in and you're like staring at the next two thirds. It's like, man, like it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's, it's hard. Do you have any tips for staying? I've um, never undepressed? done. <laughs> I've never done hill repeats by myself. I I've never been that person. That's like, Oh, I need to do a workout. I'm always going to select hill repeats. It's, yeah. it's one of those things you, as you alluded to earlier with doing it with the club is find a buddy, find someone to do that, like do the hill repeats with. It just makes it, it gives you something to, you know, you're either pushing your your buddy along or you're being pushed by that other individual, which is like really helpful to kind of mentally push you through. And it just, it gives you that target to keep pushing and pushing. Um, that's like number one for me, that's always been. The second one is like any other workout, think about the reward. Uh, the cool thing about hill repeats, if you do, one of my suggestions, if you can find a like hill repeats where it's a really cool view at the top, it motivates you because you get to take like really cool pictures or just like get to see really cool views or the sunrise or whatever it may be. Yeah, uh, it's that that reward is really worth it. And you know, there's more of a reward of you know getting up a hill, a big hill. You feel really proud of yourself versus yeah finishing a mile repeat because you just like end up at the same point as you were before. Uh, but I think it's like those two things. It's just knowing what that reward is at the end. And we all have to tell ourselves that as runners, regardless of the situation, but with Hills, there's usually a pretty cool reward. Uh, yeah. Find a good route. Yeah. Yeah. Just building on that a little bit. I used to live in North beach myself and, um, 
up to the top of Koi Tower, there's some steps that go from sea level basically all the way up to Koi Tower called the Filbert mm-hmm. Street Steps. I think it's 430 steps. So, you know, I miserable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's brutal. Uh, but I remember I would get to the top there and you get that view of the Bay Bridge looking uh, sort of back south to, uh, toward the city. And I would always take two deep breaths there before going down uh, the Greenwich steps and then going around back up the Filbert Street steps again. But yeah, just taking that pause to sort of, you know, two deep breaths take 10 seconds or, or you know, actually at the rate I was breathing. Yoga, down, probably. Like a, like a minute. I had to yeah, do I know. Yeah, I mean, I 10 like, seconds no. is probably pushing. It was probably more like five, but it was just nice to be like, okay, I did this one. I'm, I'm sort of you know, bookending it. And now I'm going to go start the next one. And it was, yeah, I don't know. It just helps with mental clarity or focus or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's in, in, um, speaking of where you talk about North beach, the first time I ever did a run club or run group in San Francisco, this was years ago. when, when I first moved here, uh, was with a local group. And at the time I wasn't really running that much, but I was still running and I was running some speed and the first time was hill workouts up this one hill called uh, is between uh, Kearney and Vallejo in North Beach. So it's what we measure this. It's a 22% grade over mm-hmm. 0.07 miles. So it's yep. pretty short, just like straight up. And there's like stairs on either side and there's no cars that can go up or down. So it's really, it's nice where you don't have to worry about cars coming the other way. And we had to do seven of these repeats. And I, you know, I was there to kind of like, you know, show, show that I can still run. And I wanted to be in the front of this running group and, the the leader of the group he was a ex like college runner he just graduated college like two years ago was running like d1 and i i just i I felt like i needed to to just prove myself to him for some reason we're we're good friends now yeah after two my leg actually like started giving out like every step like for some reason my quad tightened up so much and like every time i put like pressure i just like fell or whatever It, it was terrible and i've never had to stop a workout it was literally the first time in my life that i had to like stop a workout and he's like, man, he's like, are you okay? You're okay? Because I, I beat him on the first two. And then he was like, oh, he just like burned himself out on this. <laughs> and it was so embarrassing because we went back to this to is the store, the running store. And he's like, oh, you should get this like brace. Like you can, it's a loner on us. Like you're going to like feel better <laughs> after this. I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm like, um, terrible first impression and just like first workout with the group. I almost didn't go back because I was embarrassed. But uh, luckily I went back, was with the group until unfortunately I had to close down. And I've... Every time I run past that intersection now, I do that hill every time. Yeah, and that's uh, that hill is brutal. Why is that street even there? I used to live kind of close to there. Like I, I lived on Filbert and Grant, which is like four blocks from that. Why yeah. is that? Are, are people allowed to drive down that street, but not up? Or do you even know what the deal there is? It's weird because the people who live there can drive down it, but it's a dead end at the top. So yeah. the only reason why people drive on it is to park their car for parking or because there, there are residents that live on that street. But it's weird because a lot of people like I've seen drive up it thinking that it's a through street and like they make, they have a lot of signs that say, do not enter. This is yeah. not a No, there's street. like 17 signs that, yeah. <laughs> it's like skull and crossbones and you know, whatever, but <laughs> yeah, people do it anyway. Yeah. I mean that, you know, and then, yeah, you can't like, it's so steep that like backing down, it feels like your car is going to almost tip over. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's nuts. Yeah. I've never, I've never run that hill. I should. I should go try that. Do you know? So, I mean, I heard you had to uh, pull up lame after two, but uh, what? Did, how many repeats did those guys do? Do you know? Seven. Oof. Yeah, it's. I, I did seven once after that. And it is. You are dead. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll try that next week and report three. Just go for three, and and report back. Like I'll I'll uh, 
I'll run there. It's about three miles from from my house in the mission, I think. And then, so that'll be a good warm up. And then, ugh. one of the uh, yeah. one of the other ones that we didn't talk about, which is if you can find a place that has this, it's really helpful. Where in high school we used to have long stretches where it would be like a 200 meter hill and then a flat break and then maybe like a 400 meter hill flat break and then another 400 meter hill or I forgot what the breakup was but each each kind of hill was a different grade as well as a different length so it was like this really oh. interesting way to train we actually it was for track workouts we never did it for cross country which doesn't make any sense to I get thinking about it now uh, but it was really cool where it's like you you run really hard up the hill then you jog and then you it's kind of like that's what, where your break was but you were able to switch it up and we would do that a few times and if you can find a place where you can kind of mimic that, where it's a kind of changing elevation over time, it's, it's really good for your legs uh, mentally as well, because every hill is not going to be the same on, um, on a race. And I remember when I did the SF marathon, it's like every hill is like, you know, you, you run a hill, you feel really good about it, but then you like run for like a half mile. And it's like, Oh, here's another, it's just like nonstop. Yeah. So yeah. I imagine training for that. I imagine that's really good for mentally preparing yourself for various things that may come up in a race that you're not expecting. Uh, I, I did something accidentally sort of related to that when I did that. I did that Christmas tree run uh, well, that I drew a Christmas tree on Strava. And to do that, I had to do these cross sections across the city of different lengths as the tree sort of mm-hmm. gets narrower as you go <laughs> up. And yeah, the the experience was, yeah, I go up sort of a long hill and then come down and then I go up like a slightly shorter hill and then come down and and the hills had, you know, slightly different contours and stuff. And yeah, that was a pretty serious mental challenge. If I had done a track workout similar to what you just described, I probably would have been more prepared for it instead of feeling the, uh, the first time we actually did that workout. I remember it was, we had a brand new track coach. He was a young guy, never, he coached like track never before i don't know he was an awesome guy uh, and he was like you need to stay in the street and like you're gonna run these repeats in the street not on the side there's a side path uh this was like in the park and he's like i don't care he's like and we're like cars are gonna come like this is like kind of dangerous like i don't care like you're running on the street like all that. i don't know i don't remember his reason why but we started like running these repeats on the street and the cars were like coming they like they don't care they're flying like 40 miles an hour and he was like I'm really sorry, guys. Like this was a really bad idea on my <laughs> part, and it, it was it was so like he was just so adamant about running on the street. He like yelled at us for trying to go on the path, which was it was because maybe the I think the grade on the path was a bit different than the grade on the street. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, safety is actually more important than like the grade here. Um, but yeah, still a pretty fun workout. Yeah, I mean that's a there's uh some hills like at the top of Twin Peaks here in San Francisco where there's stairs and then next to it, there's a path. And yeah, the, the contours are actually quite different depending. Um, but yeah, the no, no car concerns there anyway. Um, so if somebody wants to introduce this into their training plan, um, you know, let, let's talk first about, you know, let's, let's say this is a pretty serious runner. He's running six days a week. Um, how would you recommend he or she introduce this into their, into the program? Would you have them do this maybe like every other week instead of a track workout or what would you do? Yeah. My view is it, it thinking about like, what are you training for? And if you're training for something that's a bit more speed, a, a mile, 5k, 10k, probably anything up to like a 10 mile race. It, it's good to do it two, two times a month, I would say. So every other week is probably beneficial of find a hill that is, something that's easily like you can re- repeat it obviously but it's find a hill that kind of meets that hey i can do this in 30 seconds and that's typical between like a 
like 100 to 150 meters. It's not really that long, but there's enough grade where like your legs are going to feel it. So a lot of people think about like, oh, hill repeats. That's like a very short grade. Think about something you're actually going to work and it's going to be a little bit more difficult for you. So think about incorporating that two times a week and I'm sorry, two times a month. So every other week, when you think about doing trail runs, and we'll talk about this a lot more in our trail running episode, when you're, when you're doing these where you know most likely that there are going to be hills and a lot of them at varying lengths, you want to do these at least, I would say once a week. So when I was training for all the trail runs and the races at uh, before COVID, it would be once a week. And the easiest way to do it is find a trail or find a place that has kind of a long, uh, mentally grueling uh, elevation change over time uh, that you you can do that. Um, but it really, it's like, just like everything else, it's, you just got to get started. I think it's find that one hill that uh, in your city where you live that, you know, has a cool view at the top. I think the, the, the best thing to do when you get started is like the reward, as I mentioned and find something that has like a very interesting view or, you know, maybe you can see the sunrise at the top if you're doing them in the morning or the sunset at night and find that like motivation to kind of get you going. And don't be worried the first time. It's going to be really, really like your legs are going to hurt and keep Yeah. I mean, as with so many things with running, I think if you can get through a workout like that three times, you'll find the fourth time just feels, I mean, it's brutal every time, but yeah, those first couple times just feel like a mountain to climb. <laughs> and yeah, if you could get over that, you'll be better. Yeah, for our, for our less serious runners, yeah, I mean, I feel like doing something like this once a month can really. It, it's nice to have some diversity in what in what you're doing, and you can sort of measure your your improvement over time if you're if you're doing it once a month. And I, I think you'd be surprised to see how quickly your body adapts to you know the stimulus of running up hills. Yeah. Great, great workout. It's, I don't know if I love or hate them more than mild repeats, but like any other, like any, anything in life, everything in moderation is good. Changing it up and incorporating something new to provide new stimulus and give your legs something different. It's no one's ever, well, you've gotten hurt by mild repeats kind of, but be smart about it. Um, and it's, it's just going to really help, help those workouts, especially mentally when you're at mile 20, uh, like heartbreak, it's, it's, I think it's Heartbreak Hill at Boston in the Boston Marathon. At mile 20, everyone like talks about how hard it is. You're like completely dead and like you're just trying to go up the hill. And when I was, I really prepared for it. When I got to it, unfortunately, I already hit the wall. But I was like, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was, it's, it was miserable. But mentally, I was, I was prepared of, hey, I've done, I've done hills that are worse than this. My legs have been super tired. And by the time you do like a six mile repeat, your legs are probably just as tired as they are like at mile 15 of a marathon or something like that, or, you know, mile five of a 10K. Uh, So it, it, you, you feel tired real quick. Okay. Well, do you want to, do you want to join me and we can go to Kearney next week? And we can, you can I'll redeem it, your, yeah. we, you can redeem your, your, two, your two and your two interval performance. Yeah. We can do a little, we can do a little race of one of them. We don't have to do anything too intense. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can talk you into. So, all right. Thank you for tuning into this 10th episode of the final turn. We really appreciate the support. And if you'd like to reach us, we can be found on Twitter at the final turn pod, or you can email the final turn pod at gmail.com. Again, thanks for the listen, and we look forward to having you back for our next episode.